Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here. Welcome to another week of 15 Minutes to Action. Today, we're going to talk about the insights around buying and selling businesses. And if there's one topic that I'm getting asked every single day through my community on Facebook uh, or current clients or potential clients, it's, you know, demystify this world of mergers and acquisitions. And I've you know talked a lot about this in long form on some of the podcast episodes, but I'm going to share with you today six insights that I have learned through what is now 15 years of doing deals and and growing businesses through this this more strategic pathway. And let's be clear, why is this important right now? Well, you know, we've gone through a, a period of unprecedented change. And let's be frank, the world that we know in terms of business, potentially the world we know in terms of life is not going to go back to how it was. So whatever normality we had pre-COVID, I definitely think there's going to be a different bringing of everything together that we experience post-COVID. It's such a scale transformational experience, negatively, potentially positively for some businesses that we've all gone through that it's going to change how we operate. So first and foremost, you know, the, the way that we think about work is evolving. You know, the idea that if you've had any success in the last six months, you've probably had to get very comfortable doing deals in front of a camera instead of, you know, jumping on a plane and, and meeting a potential client. Uh, in terms of whether we'll ever go back to offices, you know, jumping on a train or in a, in a car to commute to work, whether that will ever go back, you know, I doubt, you know, there'll be something that brings it back to a point of, of, you know, balance to where we are now. But I don't, I don't think people are going to be going to work five days a week as they used to. And in terms of employment, are we going to employ people in the way that we have traditionally lots of full-time employees versus much more expert fractional support? I know lots of people these days who are considering a different way of operating because let's be frank, you don't have the risk. The risk doesn't need to be there to hire someone full-time and you can actually get a higher quality of expertise if someone's working maybe a few days a week or hours a week, if that is the case, where therefore you're getting more outcome and results-based capability as opposed to just that employment. Now, I appreciate the psychology of that is hard for some people to take. appreciate that some people would be listening to this going, Nick, what are you talking about? But let's just see, you know, if you if you jump up to that sort of 30,000 foot view for a second, you can start to see that these new dimensions, these new trends are starting to impact. And this is why I think buying and selling businesses right now is an absolute purple patch, because you've got two things going on, two dynamics. You've got people who have had great businesses for 30, 40 years. And quite simply, those founders, those business owners don't want to go through another cycle. They don't want to have to go through growth again where their business has been disrupted through COVID. They might be of a certain age where that's not really practical or they just might want to do something else. So secondly to that, you've also got businesses who are now looking at acquisitions in a much more intent and strategic way because that whole idea that you can create scale by buying your customers, by buying your suppliers, by bringing a new product or service in that you can sell to your existing customer base, 
that is now a very viable thing to be looking into. In fact, I would go as far as saying it's quicker. It can be less risky making as long as you're sure about what you're doing in terms of getting scale to where you want to be. And that pace is important. You know, pace and scale are important. If that's one lesson I've learned through the last six months, even though I've been preaching it for over 18 months, if anything, it's becoming even more critical for any business owner moving forward. So insights. So if you're in this space, first and foremost, you might be wanting to sell your business and therefore you're preparing or you want to acquire. These insights are applicable to both. So let's get into it. Now, first and foremost, buying a business, selling a business, it takes up time. It can suck time away like you've never believed. So you've got to be really, again, clear that you're going to do this. Um, I've been involved in deals where you think it's going to take weeks to go through a due diligence process, but it can take months. And the smaller deals tend to be sort of, you know, you, you look at the financial information in a business or the legal information. So it's called financial due diligence or legal due diligence. But in the bigger deals, the ones where you're talking businesses that are worth millions, you start to look at what's called commercial due diligence, which is, you could argue it's everything in between the other two. But it's really, you know, how does this how does this thing make money and is that money predictable? And it's the reason why I talk about this a lot through the six peaks of value creation, because that predictability of revenue flow is such an important piece because, you know, whether you're buying or selling, you want to de-risk the, um, the information that's coming through. So if you're selling your business, you want to make sure that, that all those areas of DD, due diligence, are working well because it's going to maximize the value of your business. Equally, if you're buying a business, you want to make sure that there are no skeletons in the closet, so to speak, because that's the stuff that's going to kind of, you know, really make the whole thing difficult, means you might not get a return, might add more time back into what you have to do to try and make, create value from these things. So, so the whole process is a lot more time consuming than you would think. But that said, if you get it right and you get really good at this, then you can make a lot of money and you can make a bigger impact. So that's why it's important to have this in your tool bag. So the first insight, just to be super clear, is make sure that you prepare for time. Make sure that you prepare in terms of if you are going to go through this process, that you have a, a, an ability to leverage the things that are important, but not necessarily critical for you to do. So you might have a deal team if you're a bigger business, or you might have people in your network that you do deals with. Um, if you're a business that's getting sold, you may want to outsource some of that um, build, that kind of what we call exit readiness, so that you can still focus your time on running the business. I've seen so many occasions where um, transactions are getting pulled together and a business loses focus and then the revenue goes backwards or something you know, catastrophic happens. Um, and then the business doesn't sell because those things weren't leveraged or thought about enough in advance. Okay. So make sure you can leverage time because it is going to be a time drain, even though, as I said, the value at the end is important. Second thing is make sure that you are ready for any surprises that could come your way. So it's, this is quite an important one. I remember when I was in the process of selling a business about eight years ago, and we thought that the, you know, once you agree the price, so normally you kind of have a price that comes forward, there's a letter of intent that comes in and that's it, right? And then you're kind of just working through this due diligence and then it's going to be the price at the end, isn't it? Right. You'd expect that. But 
in between that time, you know, you'd be surprised how many little tiny bits of information are starting to, you know, pull apart that valuation. And you've got to be prepared for that. You've almost got to think about where, where the cracks are in advance. Certainly if you're selling a business and you have to look for those cracks if you're buying, because you can take off a hell of a lot of value uh, or add a lot of value in the process of it. So, so the first thing here is, you know, be ready for that. Don't assume that that's going to, you know, just happen all the way through a lot of uh, sort of owners of businesses that we work with and help them get ready for sale. They don't understand that. And they think, well, hold on. It was agreed. We agreed the price. This is, you know, untoward. This is disingenuous, but that's not the case, right? This is, this is letter of intent is a letter of intent to buy. It's when you get to the sale and purchase agreement at the end, that's where the actual money sits in terms of what you're going to take out of the business and equally what you're going to pay if you're buying. Okay. So that's the second one. The third one is that you have to make sure that you have your data in a, in a really, really powerful way. So by that, if you haven't think of, thought about metrics in your business or you haven't thought about systems in your business, you need to really start thinking about those things early on. You'd be surprised how hard it is later on to try and you know pull together information. Um, probably the best way to think about this is like you know if you're getting ready for a VAT payment in your business and you have to find receipts right at the very end. It's a bit like cramming for an exam the night before. You, you, two things happen. First and foremost, you don't usually have time to do a good job. Secondly, you make mistakes. And back to my previous point is that, you know, there might be mistakes all the way through that, which means the valuation is going to go down equally if you're rushing towards the end and you're buying and you're not spending enough time in something. And then you may miss things, which means that you overpay for a business. So my advice is to bring the systems in early, whatever that is. It could be your CRM. It could be your financial management system, any way that you're operating, whatever those core systems are and have the discipline and the metrics lined up. I was advising a business recently and letter of intent had come in, price was considered pretty good. The whole deal fell through in the last three days. I kid you not, the last three days, because there was an issue with the way that the company was uh, accounting for a certain part of the uh, financial and the revenue pieces that were coming through. And that meant the valuation dropped considerably to a point where it wasn't even a viable deal. That all could have been mitigated with some preparation in advance. Okay. Now, some of these other ones, last sort of three I want to give you, um, sort of predicate a little bit um, to more scale. So I've got a group of businesses. I've got seven companies. We don't obviously have seven separate operating teams in that. We do share resources across those companies. So marketing, for example, social media is shared across those resources. Finance is shared across those resources. When you sell a business, you've got to somehow work out how they plug and unplug when you're in that process, because let's say, for example, I've got a, a horizontal marketing capability serving all of my businesses. And then, you know, that I want to sell something. I may want to sell that marketing company or I may want to sell our, let's say our investment business. You know, what happens to that sort of shared support that's being underpinned? You know, is that part of the business I'm selling or does that stay in the core? And you've just got to think this through. So when you are setting up a structure, it can be like a hub and spoke structure where you've got a hub, like a, an operational team that runs the business units. You've got to think about what would happen through an exit process. And equally, if you're buying a business and you see that, imagine there's an all-star marketing team that's driven the growth of the business you're acquiring, you know, and that's not part of the deal. What are you going to do? Now, it may still mean that the deal is viable, but you're going to have to replace that. So you have to be able to negotiate that in through the whole deal. Cool. Okay. Getting there. The fifth one is 
really just about framing all the way through the process as well. So what I mean by that is you have to manage the way that you influence, the way that you negotiate all the way through. And it's important just to kind of realize that there isn't really an end point to deal making until that sales and purchase agreement is done. Because a lot of owners forget this. They kind of think the hard work is in the front. It's in, in the kind of getting the business kind of ready, but it's not. The hard work is definitely once the, the, that first offer comes in and you're working through the kind of validation. So in that piece, you've got to be strong and you've got to be able to influence and stay strong and true to kind of what you've created, not deviating too much. And that means not backing down when the challenges come in. So in the world of private equity, there are teams, really bright guys ripping apart, you know, trying to rip apart what you've created. And it's very easy to sort of fall into that and sort of concede. But this is again why I say about being prepared up front is so important because you need to almost sort of identify or predict what could be coming in in advance. And one of the things I advise, and I run this as a, as a, a day actually for people who are trying to sell their business, it's a preparation day where we try and go through the business and we ask and try and answer every single question that could go wrong through the sales process. And if there are some things that feel really challenging in that day, then of course we have time to work on those things before we go through a proper, proper process. Okay. And the last one for today, the sixth one, I believe, if I got my numbers right, is your state, managing your state. So if you're buying a business, uh, you can get what we call deal heat. It's a little bit like finding your dream house. You kind of start to forget about the price and you just want the house, right? And you, you make some silly errors of judgment in terms of what the thing's actually worth. So you might buy a house or want to buy a house, which has got some rot or some damp or some subsidence and and all of a sudden you still go ahead with it because you love the house. And now the same thing can happen when you're buying a business. The longer the process goes, the more you sleep on it, the more it starts to become part of what you're thinking is you can make some errors. You can basically try and work a way of buying the business, even though you know you shouldn't be, you know, so it's that whole managing the emotional state versus the rational. Equally, if you're selling a business, you've got to be able to manage first and foremost, the fact that someone is coming in potentially just to try and get the lowest possible price. So if your legacy is important, if the, the, the heart, the soul, the sweat that you put into your business really matters, then just be prepared that through that process, people are going to be chipping away at that. And the more that you can manage your emotions through the process, trust me, <laughs> the more successful you will be at either buying a business that's the right fit or selling your business for, you know, some sort of amount of money or situation that it allows you to have whatever the most important thing is to you that's going to be acceptable, powerful, and really, really feel like, you know, you've done the right thing. Okay, so quite a few things there. But as I said, when you're buying and selling businesses, such an amazing thing to be thinking about and doing right now, you've got to be prepared for the process. And you've got to, it's a bit like, I'm going to use the bad analogy now. It's a bit like running a marathon, <laughs> which I've done a lot of, as you know. You know, you've got to train. You've got to prepare physically, emotionally, the whole lot. You've got to get your nutrition right. You've got to do the workouts even when you don't think about it. Whatever's going on, you know, in terms of whatever your strategy is right now, spend time on the preparation because if you do that, it's going to make everything work out significantly better for you in the long run. Okay, that's it for today. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. As I always say, be grateful, 
be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.